Guess what time it is? Friday Jams! Well, hey, 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 what's up, everyone? Welcome to the Rock Your Brand Podcast. I'm your host, Scott Boker, a serial entrepreneur on a mission to help you. This show is designed to teach you, to inspire you, to motivate you, to take massive action and build a future-proof business. So whether you're just starting out or taking your existing business to the next level, this is your home. Now, if you're ready, I'm ready. Let's rock your brand. What's up, everyone? Welcome to this Friday Jam Session. Super excited you're here. And if you haven't heard me say it before, I'm going to say it right now. This is probably one of the highlights of my week because I get to hang out with some cool people every single Friday and answer some really awesome questions. Now, you might be asking, Scott, how do I get my question answered? Well, all you need to do is become part of our Take Action crew. How do you do that? Very easy. Head on over to TakeActionCrew.com. It's totally free, and we do it every single Friday, and it is a blast. So what you're about to listen to is one that we did last week. So this way here, even if you can't attend, you can always show up here to the Rock Your Brand podcast and listen to our live jam session. All right, guys, so sit back, relax, and let's jam. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another Friday Jam Session on the podcast, the Rock Your Brand podcast, that is. And I am super excited that you're here. And I want to thank you once again for showing up, for hanging out. And if you're watching this right now live on the Coffee Talk, as we as we do every Friday, I want to thank you for taking time out of your morning to be here. All right, so here is the topic of this episode. Should I turn a niche property into a brand? Now, some of you might be asking yourself, well, isn't a niche property a brand? Or why isn't a niche property considered a brand? And what's the difference? Uh, that's why I'm going to be talking about this. And actually, a conversation came up uh, yesterday, actually. Uh, I was talking to uh, someone that is going to be coming on the podcast. We were doing kind of like a pre-interview kind of thing. It's or him and I were just kind of getting to know each other, and I wanted to know what he did. And, and he specializes in really focusing on people that are getting traffic or that aren't, they're underutilizing the traffic. Let's put it that way. And, uh, and he helps them build out uh, sites that have more revenue streams. And so we were going through the niche properties that I'm currently building. And then we started to drill into one of those. And there's one of them that I am interested in potentially turning that into more of a brand, all right? Something that is got more things going on. Let's just put it that way. Now, recently, I also taught a web class where I showed my last e-commerce brand map of like everything that we were doing, which I call that the complicated way uh, because there's a lot of moving parts. The beautiful thing about a niche property is that it has less moving parts uh, and uh, less headaches, to be quite honest. Um, so that's why I like it so much. And whenever you add something else to it, you also increase the complexity of it. So we we have to know what is, and, and the question always comes down to is like, how much do I want to do? And that's really what it comes down to, because I can map it all out. Like I can map out uh, in this one uh, particular niche, like I can map it out. So we build this thing into a seven, maybe even an eight figure business. The question comes, how much work 
do I want to do? How much management of a team do I want to do? That's what it comes down to for me. It's not the, will it work? I know it will work. It's just a matter of how much work do I want to do? Right now, coming off of having an e-commerce brand, uh, selling that brand because, well, we were at a place in our, you know, my partner and I, we were just at a place where we were just like, okay, cool. It's at a place you want to go do your own thing. I want to go do my own thing and let's just cash it out. And that's what we did. And it was great. And uh, we learned a ton. Actually, that's what kind of helped me identify what a niche property was and how it worked because I built this alongside the e-commerce side. Um, but I also saw what the physical product side of the business looks like, the customer support, dealing with Amazon, dealing with fulfillment, like all of the things that happens in an e-commerce brand. And I saw that the niche property thing was easier in a sense, but less work. Didn't It doesn't mean that the e-commerce side didn't work. It worked and it still works. It's just a matter of how much work headaches do you want to take on with the niche property at the very, very beginning stages, I'm looking at these like rental properties. I'm looking at these like, well, I go and I find a good location. I do the research. I validate what the rents are. I validate what the turnover is, the school districts, things like that. And once I feel good about it, I can buy in that neighborhood. And then I just have to clean up the house, get it ready and rent it and then just maintain it. That's kind of what I wanted to do with these websites. Now I'm calling these our six figure websites. Cause that's what we're, we're building them towards is a six figure exit. And who knows, potentially a seven figure, depending on how much work you want to put into it. But I'm looking at the least amount of work, getting it to a six figure exit potentially, uh, but also having the cash flow, uh, the passive income from the rents as I call them. So it's all about how much work do I want to do now that I've shared all of that, let's talk about the difference between the two as far as like the nitty gritty difference. Okay. So like I said, a niche property to me is a piece of digital real estate. I've been saying this now for probably the last year, maybe even year and a half. I classify a website that gets traffic that you are allowing advertisers to place their ads on your website and maybe turn on some Amazon affiliate, you know, product links that right there is like bare bones, and that is super, super simple. Your only thing you have to do is get traffic and turn on an ad network for advertisers. Like that is it. And then you just collect the rent check, right? So that's the basis of it. Now, what would turn that into a brand? Isn't that already a brand if you're in, let's say it's in the bass fishing niche and you're building a niche property all about bass fishing? you would then cover all of these things. And couldn't you then be classified as a brand? Technically, yeah, you could. You could be like, well, that's, I, I have a, a site, I have a brand and uh, we talk about bass fishing. You could. But what I'm looking at a brand, it's more of you have more things for people to purchase, okay? And this could be, you might wanna start doing uh, physical products. You might wanna start doing print on demand. You might wanna start doing your own coaching. Uh, you might want to do your own courses. You might want to do your own, uh, what else could you be doing? Oh, you could do your own membership. Uh, you know, anything else that you could add another component to it. You might want to build a community. Uh, you might want to build an email list. Like all of those things add complexity, but they also bring people in to the world of your brand. Okay. So I look at, at a brand as more of, 
if someone said, hey, where do, where's the best bass fishing information? And they would say, you got to go to this site. That's one angle, right? Or one one side of it. It could also be like, hey, where, who sells the best bass fishing lures? Oh, you got to go here. Who has the best bass fishing courses? Oh, you got to go here. Uh, you know, things like that would then make it more shareable, but also more known. And it, I don't mean like a brand has to be like Nike. I'm just saying a brand then has more things going on. For us right now, we're totally focusing on just getting the traffic for people searching for questions to answer to get answered. And then we deliver them through a piece of content. And then we get paid for an ad displaying on the page, or people might click on one of the uh, affiliate links inside of there. Okay. So you could technically call that a brand, but I don't look at that as a brand. When I'm starting to think about a brand, I'm thinking about all those other elements, right? So it comes down to, and this is the decision that I need to make right now, which I'm kind of leaning towards potentially building a brand, but on my terms, all right. Meaning I'm only going to do what I want to do um, as far as how much work I want to do. Like, could I build a large community for this thing? Yeah. Um, do I want to do the work of the maintenance of it? Probably not. Right. So let me give you an example or at least take you through like what's going on. And this is how starting by building a niche property could lead into you building a brand. Right. So if you start out by thinking, I'm going to just build a niche website, maybe one, maybe two, once you get the hang of it. And then you're going to kind of see, does this thing even allow for us to be able to build this into a brand? Are there course opportunities? Are there emails that people would want to get every day? Is there a community element? Is there a membership element? Uh, you know, is there other products that could then in turn be not just a one-off, but where people would want to be buy over and over again, like a supplement, or would it be something that uh, people would want to get in the mail once a month? Or is it something that people would use and would run out and they need to get more of it? Like those are the things that you have to think about when you're doing this, right? But as you get started, you might be just starting like, I just want to get this thing to be a piece of rental property that, that produces income, right? And that's what I started out doing. After we sold that brand, I said, I'm just going to build these little niche properties. They're going to be rental properties. I want to get them to a thousand bucks a month. If I get to more than that, then great. Now I'm more or less shooting for like, uh, like $2,500 a month. And the reason why is because then it turns into a six figure website. Um, I'm not going to get into that, but that's kind of where we're at. But a thousand dollar rent check every month is pretty nice on a site that all that we're doing is creating content, posting it, getting traffic, turning on an ad network. Like that's beautiful, right? But now that I've got, you know, four of these actively running, I actually have five, but the fifth one is kind of on the back burner. It's kind of being seasoned as I've uh, talked about before, where we put content on it. We kind of just let it go for right now. And that's all that we're doing. Um, so there's four of them that we're actively building, but out of those four, there's one that I can definitely see turning into a seven figure business very, very easily, really with the, the amount of work that, or with, um, a quite a bit of work, but work that would be not hard to do. Okay. It's just a matter of like chunking it down and like, what would you want to do? Right. And so we've been building that site now for over two years. Okay. And it's got great traffic numbers. It's got great revenue numbers as far as the, uh, as the advertisers that are, that are, um, you know, paying to be on there, which is great. Uh, so that's awesome. 
And uh, we have an email list that we built. We started building on that. It's not huge. It's like 3,000 emails, but they're very responsive. Like we get like a 40 to a 50, sometimes a 60% open rate, which is insane. All right. So that's been going on now for a couple of years, kind of just letting it go. Like I haven't written any content. I've had it all written, but we did add an Etsy element to it. Okay. And the reason why we did that is because, well, my wife was interested in this niche when we first got started with it, but she didn't really want to, she doesn't want to be the face of it. And she doesn't want to, you know, um, have to show up and do content and all that stuff. So we hired a writer and did that. And knowing that if she wanted to get involved, she could, but again, because I just came from physical products and stuff, I do not want physical product headaches right now, right now, not saying I won't ever do it could come down the line, but right now I don't want that. And so the decision is how do we add physical products without having to manage physical products? That's print on demand. Now, I'm not talking just doing t-shirts and mugs and things like that. There's other things that you can offer. There's a lot of different opportunities out there uh, that you can have people do for you, right? There's companies out there. But the downside of the Etsy thing, even though it's it's quick and it's easy, is yes, you tap into that, to that uh, platform. Uh, the downside is, is that you can't sell the Etsy business, which little note there for you, if you do start an Etsy shop, just know that you can't sell that. Okay. It's not sellable. It's against the terms of service. It's right in there. Okay. Now what you can do, and this is what we would need to do again, here, here's the, here's the decision, right? Is work. We got to do work. We're testing products on Etsy. We can get a really good idea and we can still sell them there, but we can also take all those products and we can kind of load them into our own store. Okay. Then what we would need to do is then get outside traffic. Well, we already have outside traffic because the site's already getting traffic because we built it with that in mind in the beginning before we even thought about adding products. So that's something we already have in place. Now, could we create additional content around the various products? Yes. And that is in, in the, uh, you know, the, the future, we potentially will be doing that. Now, again, we're still not making that decision that that's what we're going to do. I'm still kind of like weighing out how much work do I want to put in, but these are the decisions that need to be made for, should I turn this niche property into a brand? Um, there's also an opportunity to do like a membership site for this, uh, this crowd. Okay. This market totally, I totally can see it. Right. I would have to figure out a few things, but doing something like a, a nine dollar a month membership, which I've done in the past, by the way, any of you that have followed me for any period of time. I had a, a membership site that was charging ten dollars a month, um, had over uh, fifteen hundred members at one point. And that was an actual that membership was pretty sweet because that membership basically was having people come in. They would get a free download. This was for Photoshop stuff. They would get a free download every month. They would get a free video every month of a tutorial and they would have access to our store and get 50% off. So they would basically pay 10 bucks to get a discount. That was a great uh, membership uh, site, ran it for over seven years, um, did very, very well. Um, so I can see that that could possibly play here. And again, then I think membership, it's going to require work. It's going to require, uh, you know, getting new signups. It's going to retention, like all of the things that happens with a, with a membership. I'm running one right now for Brand Creators Academy, um, you know, and that for me is great because all I need to do is create trainings, put them in there, which I enjoy doing, and then show up on a couple of calls every month and then do some hot seats. It's like things that I really enjoy doing. So it's not like work for me. So you see what I did there. I found what can I do that's not going to uh, uh, 
make me not want to do it, right? So I'm making these decisions. Now in that other brand, I wouldn't want to be the one doing that stuff. So the way I'd get around that is I would go find maybe 12 experts in that industry and I would interview them once a month. And then I would also maybe have some discounts for our store and things like that, right? So there's things that we could do. I'd have to think through it. There's also, I can totally see this outside of the physical products that we're selling, but the physical products, by the way, again, are only ship uh, or print on demand. They are not inventoried. So we don't need to worry about that. I don't want to go down that road. There's also uh, totally could go into the supplement side. Uh, I've dabbled in that like once before, and then I bailed on it because it, I was like, yep, that's exactly why I wouldn't. But this niche actually could do it. And we would do it because we would specifically target um, our audience with it. And um, I'm not going to get into that, but uh, but basically there is something there. So I can see that. I don't want to go there right now. So kind of like first phase of this would be, I have to basically decide, am I going to take those products that are in Etsy right now, continue to do Etsy, why not? And then just take those products and also put them on a Shopify store. And then the next phase of this would be like, okay, now I'm going to test front end offers and build a little funnel that would be like a free plus shipping or get this for, you know, $5. And then you would have an order bump or an upsell and one-time offers. And then we'd have a sequence in place that we would do abandoned carts. And then we would do a sequence for people that didn't buy, but clicked all of those things. You can see all the different things that have to happen that you're asking yourself, why, why am I going to do all that? Well, if it's to build it into a brand, you need to do all those things. Okay. Not all of them, but if I don't even think about the supplement thing that I just mentioned or anything like that, or even the membership thing, if phase one for me, which this is what phase one would be, it would be take the stuff that's selling over on Etsy, put them into my Shopify store or an e-commerce store. And that would be, you know, step one, you know, like get that going and then probably write some content on our site that would point to the store. And then also probably put up some of our own banners on our site that is getting, you know, at, at the time right now, it's like 50, 60,000 uh, visitors a month. And I see that getting to a hundred thousand very soon. Um, so you have that to tap into. I do have an email list. So all of those things to drive people over to that store. But then the next part of that would be like testing out front end physical product. Uh, and I say physical, it's still print on demand um, and put them into a, a funnel of, of sorts. So that would be like phase one of building out this brand. Now, what does this do? Well, first off, it makes this thing more diversified. So that means that your multiple will increase if you go to sell it, but always keeping in mind, if we are doing this, we have to always think about exiting, even if we're not going to. And the reason why is because you never want to have to go back and clean things up, right? You want to, you want to get everything in place as if you were going to sell it, right? You don't want to have to try to backtrack. So I'm always thinking about that. So if we're doing the Etsy thing, that's fine, but we know that that is not going to add to our, uh, to our multiple. Okay. Cause we can't sell it with it. Now we could take all of those products and they could then re-upload them to a new shop, but then you lose all the history. You lose all the reviews and all of that stuff. You, that isn't, that is valuable. Um, but you don't get to sell the Etsy shop, which is kind of terrible. Um, and I, I reached out to Joe Valley from quiet light just to confirm that. And he said, yeah, that's totally true. You can't, um, we, we have never done it and we can't do it. So anyway, just so you know, but 
That's the thing here, okay? That's the difference between the two, right? Niche property, if we're just calling it a niche property, it's basically something that is built specifically to get traffic and turn on an ad network or do some very simple affiliate marketing stuff. And that could be, that could be a five to a $10,000 a month, uh, you know, site. I mean, I just shared one on my web class. It's doing $20,000 a month in just Mediavine, just ads being displayed, right? So it's not impossible. It is a little bit harder because you got to get more traffic, uh, but it is totally possible. The downside on that is, is, and that site I think is selling for like $650,000. The downside on that is as an investor, you're thinking, uh, what if, right, uh, Mediavine stops letting me advertise? Or what happens if the advertisers there don't pay as much? Then we we lose money, um, you know, so things like that. So when we diversify it, that becomes more of a sellable brand, right? Uh, so those are the things to think about, right? And as I just shared with you, like that's what I'm kind of going through right now. And I do think because, you know, we do enjoy this niche that we're building this. That's why we, that's where we got the idea. And I always kind of go through and, and give people ideas on like, how do you come up with the, with niches to kind of go into? And this is how I've always done it. What am I interested in? Or what is someone I know interested in? Or what are some things that I've purchased in the past? Like, these are things that I go through in my web classes, in my trainings. And it's because that's what I do. And that's what's worked. Uh, I had one guy uh, actually uh, years ago who went through my touch list example of how to find your niche. And that turned into a million dollar business just from him doing that from a touch list. It's crazy, right? So moral of the story here is uh, if you are building a niche property right now, you can turn that into a brand most likely. You'd have to ask yourself those questions though. Is there a digital product that could be created here? Is there a course that could be created here? Is there an email list that could be created here? Is there a membership potentially? Now it doesn't mean you have to do them all, but you have to, you have to be able to do some of these in order to make it a brand, um, in my eyes anyway. Um, but if you want to keep it super simple, we're just building a niche property, right? And that's basically a piece of digital real estate, uh, that turns into rent checks and that's it. So guys, that is your Friday jam session. That's what I wanted to share with you. Hopefully that was helpful. Uh, If you are listening to this on the podcast and you want to join me on one of these coffee talks, you can always head on over to takeactioncrew.com, jump on the email list and uh, you'll, uh, you'll be able to join me. All right here. And, uh, or you can just go to Facebook, rock your brand. Uh, The other thing is, is if you want help with this, getting your niche property up and running and you want our training to go through. Uh, Well, I would start by going through our free training. I always think that because I think building a relationship with someone, maybe you just tuned in for the first time. I always like for you to kind of see how we teach and get that value up front. And then if you decide to join one of our paid trainings, that's awesome. Um, So I would recommend that you go to brandcreators.com forward slash workshop. Now there, there should be either a registration page to one of our upcoming workshops or there will be access to free training there, all right? So that will be the page that you'll want to go to, all right? So guys, that is going to wrap it up. Hopefully you enjoyed this. And uh, always, like I like I tell you, you gotta get out there and you gotta make it happen. You gotta take what you apply here and you have to put it to use. You have to implement what you learn. Nothing's gonna happen if we don't actually get in the game.
You got to get in the game. All right, guys. So that's it. That's going to wrap it up. As always, take care, take action, have an awesome, amazing day, and I'll see you right back here on the podcast. Now let's get them. All right. Well, I hope that you enjoyed that Friday jam session. And like I said in the beginning, if you want to attend one of our live Friday jam sessions, all you need to do is head on over to takeactioncrew.com. That is where we show up every Friday, 10 a.m. Eastern time. And you can join us. You can ask a question and then uh, I can answer it and we can go ahead and also publish it here on the podcast. So once again, I just want to say thank you so much for listening. This is always one of the highlights of my week. And until next time, remember, I'm here for you. I believe in you and I am rooting for you. But you have to, you have to, come on, say it with me, say it loud, say it proud, take action. Have an awesome, amazing day, and I'll see you right back here on the next episode. Now go rock your brand. Oh, and one last thing. If you can do me one small favor and leave me a review over on iTunes or wherever you're listening to this podcast, and just let me know what is one thing that the podcast has helped you with since listening, whether you just started listening or if you're a longtime listener, like this one right here from Leanne. She says, content is invaluable. Five stars. Host forever keeps my attention. The content is always extremely helpful. He's given me more of an education in the last year and a half that I've been listening than I would have gotten with a degree in entrepreneurship, if that's even a thing. Tons of incredible, useful information, tips, and motivation. My favorite things are, one, he is not boring. He's engaging and motivating in a personal and professional way. Two, he doesn't dribble on about off topics. And three, the titles are on point. When I'm struggling with particular issues, I know that I can go to the podcast, search through the podcast, and find what I'm after. This is great because I certainly don't have time to go through a million episodes of different podcasts just hoping that I'll run across the topic I'm needing at that time. So I appreciate these so much. Your review will help inspire and motivate other people, and it will also allow us to reach more people inside of these platforms. So if you would do that, that would be amazing. And as always, remember, I'm rooting for you.